So, good evening, everyone. Tonight, I'd just like to ask for questions. Yes. I was talking with a friend about um, science and religion, and we both agreed that there are some things or some phenomena in, in the world that uh, that science can't fully explain, and there are better ways of explaining it. But then we disagreed on the alternative ways of explaining. And what I would call the real scripture, he considered just stories made up by people. And he claimed, or his idea was that there are some stories that are older, and that's be- and for that reason they're considered to be scripture and the truth. And then if someone makes up a story today, we dismiss it as nonsense. And I try to make the point that there are a lot of universal elements in scripture and sort of universal truth, but that didn't really convince him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that there are, I guess you could say, deductive ways of knowing and maybe inductive ways of knowing. Inductive, intuitive ways of knowing, and everyone would accept that. And indeed, some of the greatest uh, findings, if you will, materially speaking, about the nature of the world have come from intuitive um, moments in great uh, thinkers' lives. Um, So, I would say that there is a limit to which we can know by a deductive um, approach, and then there's the inductive approach. And again, everyone accepts this on some some level. The problem with the, as it would appear, I think, the inductive approach is that all kinds of people can have all kinds of insights, ideas, and and, and whatnot, and <coughs> who's uh should we value uh, believe um, and whose should we dismiss um, that's a fair uh, question however it's not fair to invoke that question as a, a dismissal of all intuitive knowing. Hmm? There are problems with deductive knowing as, as well. There, uh, in that approach we may come to an understanding that may be proven to be wrong in due course. It may take us a certain way down the road or it may take us in the wrong direction. Um, so the, the, that, that problem really lies on both sides of the fence. Hmm? Um, so with regard to intuitive knowing, or let's use a different term, third-person objective knowing and first-person um, subjective knowing. Third-person objective knowing is kind of the scientific, uh, you know, approach to knowing. We we uh, uh, collect data in a controlled environment, and um, based on the consistent data. 
that's observed, we reach a particular conclusion. We're thought to prove things in that way. And um, while you might have thought it was one way, we were able to demonstrate it was another way. You might have thought that the moon was just hanging in the branches of the tree, and then you could reach out and grab it, but you found out through uh, the deductive method it's actually very far away, something like that. So, so you have a simple example. <clears throat> That's the third person objective knowing, and there has been a a there has a lot of things have um, come to assist human society in its efforts from that uh, pursuit in science, then in, in, in the information, the observations in the hands of technology, and so a lot of faith in that way of knowing has built up, if you will. Hmm? But um, the faith that that type of pursuit will provide all types of knowing is, in my estimation, not very well thought out, and it seems that your friend and you agreed on that. Hmm? Now, so we have the third-person objective knowing, and we have first-person subjective knowing. So that means that subjectively we have some sense of knowing, hmm? and um, intuitively, and and it may be correct or it, it may be incorrect, but to dismiss it altogether as a valid way of knowing is, uh, I think, as I said earlier, is, is, um, is uh, inappropriate, especially if we conclude at the onset that the third-person objective way of knowing is, has its limitations. Hmm? So we have the two. Hmm? Now, um, if we want to kind of hone the subjective first-person knowing in a way that we can objectify it more, hmm? which is, again, how people are led to believe we, we arrive at conclusive knowing, the more objective it is, um, um, then perhaps we do that through, um, what's the term? Um, intersubjective knowing. So, in other words, we get enough people who have an insight that concurs, then we start to give it more credibility, perhaps. Um, so, perhaps not. I mean, <laughs> also, people have certain, you know, universal intuitions that aren't, that prove perhaps not to be true. But with regard to the things that can't be known hmm, by the third-person objective knowing that your friend agrees there are such things, hmm, um, we would say that that yes, those things can be known by intuition and by revelation which might be another 
another, possibly another word for intuition, but it's a more refined idea when we say um, revelation. And what we're talking about here is, well, arriving at a kind of a comprehensive knowing, let us say, knowing the nature of consciousness. I don't know what things you and your friend decided couldn't be known by third-person objective knowing, but I would say that uh, consciousness is one of them, or the experience of the self, that I am a self. It's a private experience. We all have private internal experiences that no one else can access. Mm-hmm. And amongst the primary amongst them is that, that I'm a self. Mm-hmm. And that arguably cannot be demonstrated through the objective third-person way of knowing. We can't point to it. We can't put it on the, that self on the, on the, under the microscope. We can't find it in, in the brain. It might not be in the brain, um, and so on and so forth. But it's a, it's a profound experience that we have. We experience that we exist, that I exist as a self. I have private internal experiences. I am. Hmm? I mean, to say, well, I can prove that that I am. I, you know, or that that you are. I just touch you, and I prove that. That's not what we're talking about here. Obviously, there's a something. There's a body, whatever that is. <laughs> there's a brain. There's a material manifestation. But this this private s- sense of I that. Our identity that remains, even as matter transforms around us, right? In a very simple language, but very profound language, the Bhagavad Gita says, Dehinosminyata dehe komaram yuvanam jaratata dehantara prapti nirastatranuyati. A sober person realizes that there's an identity that remains constant despite the fact that. The physical makeup, including the brain, the DNA, and everything is the the, the atoms are changing all the time. So something's remaining constant, an identity, sense of identity is remaining constant, even when the entire body is changed out for other ingredients. So this is what the Gita says, and it's it's a profound insight. It says, from youth to old to Childhood to youth to old age. So, you know, we, we put it in more relevant uh, scientific terms. You know, despite the, cha- the the dying off of all the cells and all new cells coming and so on and so forth, there's a sense of I that um, continues. We can't grasp onto that I and demonstrate it that it's there, but we experience it. Mm-hmm. They have their try in, in neuroscience... Um, you know, to, 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 to do that and uh, relegate it to some neurons firing or some group of them, fi- whatever. Uh, there are a lot of theories, none of which have proved to um, be conclusive by any stretch of the imagination. So there is this subjective sense that I am. Hmm? 
And it's, I would say, one of the things that we can't demonstrate by science. Science, for the most part, the major drift in science is trying to disprove that. Hmm? Not being able to find it. Uh, 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 well, I wouldn't say that. Uh, that, 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 that there is something that is outside of the objective world of the makeup of, of matter, you know, they, they, they would, uh, l- largely the emphasis is that that's not the case. And we can't demonstrate that this self is, is different from matter, but we, we don't think it is. And, and so we're going down the path with that in mind and in, in time we think we'll, we'll demonstrate it and so forth. So, so I would say that, you know, that, that that's not, Something that can be demonstrated because in that way because it's not matter, and that's what the ancient texts say in the old world, in the Upanishads, in um, the what does it say? I don't know whether books, but the mystical traditions um, throughout the world, amongst the Hindus, the Sufis, the the Christian mystics. Mystics. I just read a quote this evening. From Saint Francis of Assisi, he said something like, "The, the, the self, the thing that you're looking for, is doing the looking. Mm-hmm. The thing that you're looking for in life, is what's looking. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you find it in in in, in Socrates also. You know, uh, a sense of self." Sanatana Goswami Prabhu in Brihad Bhagavatamrita in his commentary says that one can realize the self as ontologically different from matter, hmm? independent of bhakti. He doesn't think it's a big deal hmm? compared to what bhakti offers. But at any rate, so there are examples of people. Socrates wasn't a bhakta and was more of a jnani. Hmm? Um, through introspection and so forth, one can come to this uh, conclusion, insight. Mm. Um, so, across the board, amongst these mystics, we, we have a group of people, I mean, cu- culturally, um, in the old world, and in the world, this world today, but in the old world, they were more predominant. Their insights prevailed more. Mm. Now in the modern world, those insights have been uh, there's been an attempt to retire them because of the progresses made through the deductive way of of knowing Hmm? Um, in areas that previously were also thought to be the domain of mysticism and inductive knowing, like the whole realm of medicine, where you have a shaman, for example. A witch doctor or, or or whatnot, and um, and then you know Europe is uh, troubled by the bubonic plague, and the uh, witch doctor himself gets the plague or whatever, and uh, and then along comes this deductive way of knowing, and and in, in, in the field of modern medicine, the plague is cured, um, and so you start to retire a lot of superstitious ideas and then you get momentum with that you get better health 
longevity um, and uh, uh, and so on and so forth. You produce more food or, or, or whatever. And all of these um, material uh, advances, as they're thought to be, start to build a, 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 a body of evidence that gives faith and then the eventually the whole mystical idea, the whole realm, the whole subjective inner um, realm is thought to be as superstitious as uh, as some potion, you know, from from a witch doctor or something that uh, that um, perhaps caused more harm than good, and so there's a d- dismissing of the whole the, the whole. Uh, you could say we've made so many advances, hmm? and this idea that consciousness is is as the mystics speak about it. it, it it's um, old world, and we're in a new world now. But while it's true we've made certain advances, materially speaking, the advancement in understanding consciousness, it, there's, there's practically none. Hmm? Um, we know a little about it for the longest time uh, since the scientific rev- revolution. It was, it was marginalized altogether. Consciousness—it's not something you, to, to be concerned about—was the thought in Newtonian classical physics world view, hmm? um, and it's us, according to the, to, to the mystics and so forth. So, uh, dismiss it as we like, or marginalize it, whatnot. It hasn't gone away and hasn't been explained either. And I think a world view that doesn't explain consciousness is pretty lacking. Hmm? If you want a worldview, explanation of everything, and you leave out consciousness, well, that's not, or, you know, well, that's not important. I mean, it, it's the most important thing. And so it's, it's, it's a huge failure, hmm? despite other relative progresses, uh, advancements that, we, that may um, have accrued from uh, the... Um, Emphasizing the deductive third-person objective way of of knowing, and that's a valid way of knowing certain things. Um, so we acknowledge that, and but we think that the intuitive way of knowing, if you will, um, that involves revelation and so forth, gives us insight into areas that of, of uh, that we cannot penetrate with the uh, present. Um, the, the other way of knowing, the objective way of knowing. And so, we're. let's just talk about this particular subject and consciousness, the nature of consciousness, the nature of the self, self-identity, and so forth. Um, and what we find, again, is a body of reports, reporting from mystics cross-culturally, um, and the reports are consistent. I quoted St. Francis. You can find the same thing in the Bhagavad Gita. You can find the same thing in the Islamic uh, mystic uh, uh, Sufi world. Slightly different language, but saying the same thing. 
Um, and, and the reports are basically the same. They've, they have, and, 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 and this is what we call revelation. And the revelation on this subject comes to certain people and then they write down about it. That's what the Bhagavad Gita is about. Hmm? That's what the Upanishads are about. Um, and um, there are texts in other traditions that I may not be familiar with as well. Um, so we all accept that there's an intuitive way of knowing. Some people have tried to hone the intuitive sensibilities about the self, and they have focused their energy in a particular disciplines, all of which cross-culturally uh, are uh, basically the same, are very, very similar. They have enough similar uh, elements in them. In other words, they all involve a, a, a control of the senses, a restriction of the senses in terms of their interaction with sense objects, hmm? a, um, a controlling of the, of the mind, a mastery of the uh, mental energy, a, 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 a system, a method for stopping the mind from thinking. Hmm? In other words, an effort to go beyond thought, beyond word. And with word means action also. Hmm? Beyond thought, beyond word. The theory is that there's a self that's ontologically different than matter, so it's beyond word beyond thought. It's beyond things and beyond thoughts. Given that both thought and things are part of the objective world, gross and subtle part. Obviously thought is somewhat, somewhat subjective, but if the thoughts are all focused on the, on the physical, then, as you can see, they're part that mind is part of the really part of the physical world. Mind can be trained hmm, in another way. The Gita says it can be the enemy or the friend of the self. So yoga is to train that. Hmm, and again, we're back to cleansing the chitta and so on and so forth, stilling the mind. So these is, this is a discipline. Approached by the desert fathers in Christianity, by the Sufis, by the, the Rishis in India, and so forth. Hmm? And, um, so, and, and these people represent the real heart of these ancient spiritual traditions, the people who wanted to really experience what was being said there, the people that wanted to follow Jesus and give up everything drop everything and, and follow him, so to speak, in the, in the Christian tradition. That's, I think he advocated something along those lines. Um, so they, 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 they adopted a very objective discipline. In other words, uh, science in, the, in terms of the objective way of knowing is a discipline where you don't let your feelings and emotions aren't part of the whole thing, right? You try to get the subjectivity out of it and be objective. So in yoga, for example, it's a very 
uh, you have to be a very objective person. You have to distance yourself from your thoughts, your feelings, hmm? and pursue the theory that there is a self that exists beyond thought, beyond things that I feel about, and so forth. Um, and 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 so the, so there's a there's it's a discipline yoga and there. Uh, in a basic sense, all these mystics are yogis. They're all practicing to to uh, not only be objective in the lab, but to live an objective life. I call it a kind of subjective objectivity or something like that. <laughs> because it's the, the practice, when we're objective, we step back from a thing. Hmm? We're stepping back in yoga from our whole emotional, mental experience of the world, and we're saying that experience is a false reading. Hmm? And it's projecting a false self that you're following around and it's it's a it's it's a it's it's fabricated, and it can't be sustained. But you that's doing it, ultimately, there's a real self, hmm? and so you have to draw back from that world and pursue the inner world. So this requires a fair amount of objectivity. Hmm? And then there's the theory, what what the self is like, and then you then they start to experience it. They experience. I am eternal. I am. What can you say about it? I mean, you could say that, but and you could say it in such a way, if you've experienced it, that others may want to try it, and 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 be inspired to, to go the distance, and, and and or at least focus their life primarily on on such. Um, and and then the sacred texts kind of come out of such person. They have to come through some pen. Hmm? So yeah, you could say somebody somebody wrote it, um, and it's a story, <laughs> and they, they may have they, they may have talked about it in different language in different times and employed different narratives to um, uh, make various points, mm-hmm. um, and so forth. I mean, so far we're just talking about the self. Now we're not talking further about. God, but we're saying that there is a supernatural. There is something. It's our self. It's ontologically different from the physical and psychic realm of matter. And then, then we, then we, then we say, well, and its nature is that it's eternal. It's, it's, as opposed to matter, it's cognizant. Cognizant. It's not inert. An unknowing, and it's 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 loving, it's blissful, and so when when you and these are the basic reports that come from you know across the board, and the and the evidence is in the lives of the saints themselves who have foregone much of what the the general reading from the mind and the senses. Um, as to what the world is about and what it, what's valuable, they've forgone all that, and they're better off for it. Not only are they better off for it, is that they're more fulfilled, hmm? 
but in their inner fulfillment, they've solved many of the problems that we've tried to solve um, based on the false reading, economic problems, um, the uh, moral problems. Hmm? I mean, morality is basically how to behave in relation to others. That's basically what it is. Hmm? And the mystics who experience the self, the ananda of the self, they well up with a sense of compassion for all beings. They see that underlying all these different readings of the world that results in these false selves, the Polish self, the Indian self, the American self, the Italian self, the Canadian self, and so on and so forth, the black one, the white one, all these false readings, underlying all that is, is the real self. It's, it's a unit of consciousness. It's eternal. It's knowing. It's blissful. And experiencing the ananda of the atma, the self, they well up with compassion for all beings. And they see others like themselves. And not only other humans, but other beings, all sentient beings, they see. Hmm? Consciousness is being. It's the ground of being. And, and so all the moral problem, how to behave with others, is solved because you know how to behave with yourself. <laughs> so if you see others as an extension of your own self, basically, the problem about how to behave with others is, is, is solved. And knowing that the transformations of matter that cause the sufferings of the self hmm, to be different from the self, having known and experienced the self through, through meditation and so forth. Um, I mean, you, you become uh, a lover of the world and an example of how to how to solve the moral problems, the political problems, the economic problems, uh, and so on and so forth. Now, obviously, everybody can't run and be a mystic immediately, but but if there's a powerful uh, reporting, intersubjective reporting on the part of mystics and their talk uh, corresponds with their walk, you really, if you're an objective person, you have to take these people seriously. You really have to take them seriously. You cannot dismiss them. Although there are only a few of them, as the Gita says, Manushyanam sahasreshu kastid yatati siddhaya yatatam apisiddhanam kastid maambeti tatvata One in a thousand will even be interested. One in a thousand of them will, know, and so on and so forth. Hmm? So they're... But because they're rare, they're different, they're uh, advocating a, a discipline and approach that's, that's entirely different, opposite uh, way of knowing. We, th- we think we will know by thinking, they think you will know by not thinking, by stopping from thinking, for example. Um, but still, they, 
they should be brought to light. I mean, they are, they have been brought to light. And therefore, whole spiritual and religious traditions have formed around the Jesus, around the Buddha, around Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, around Shankar, and so forth. Hmm? We should see what these traditions, who these traditions have formed around, and then see how much the traditions really represent the persons that they've been formed around. They should be evaluated in that way. They may be corrupted, they may um, not very well represent the ideal, but it's the teachings, the ideal. This should be kept alive. And 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 then there not everybody can be a mystic, but that but the ideals of the mystic, the experiences of the mystics that are consistent even while there may be differences, given that the, the nature of transcendence is variegated, so there may be emphasis on the, on the eternality, the sad aspect of the self, or the chit aspect, the knowing aspect, or the loving aspect, Ananda aspect of the self, Brahman, Paramatma, Bhagavan, in our language, in our terminology, and so forth. Still, there's, a, there's all this common ground in there. And, and what these people have spoken and written about the nature of consciousness, the nature of the self, that can't be known by the objective way of knowing, it has to be taken seriously. It can't, it, 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 by any objective person, it's powerful. Hmm? And again, you can't just dismiss it, well, okay, some guy on a mountain, you know, I mean, what, how practical is that? We've got a whole world here of things going on. You could say he solved the economic problems, yeah, for him, but everybody can't go live on the mountain. You know, and just uh, and be like that. That's true, mm-hmm. but the point here is that that there should be a mountain mm-hmm. that we all agree we should climb mm-hmm. at some at some point, and, and that there's a there's a goal, there's an ideal that for human society to become perfectly happy and uh, fulfilled, mm-hmm. so that they have no want. And they are no longer takers, exploiters in any way, as we call enlightenment. Such a self-fulfilled person has no necessity. Obviously, the body has necessity for air and some food and so on and so forth. But uh, but uh, that person is only his embodiment or her embodiment is is. Um, valuable to us as an example to teach that the self if you don't do it in the body how you do it is 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 beyond um, uh, at the same time these limitations if if you're going to teach it within a body obviously the body needs something but it's so minimal obviously Um, everybody can't be a mystic but if this is the goal hmm? and let there be other traditions we are dedicated to our particular tradition for our good, good reasons and so forth. There are other ego-effacing traditions. But people that want them, they can embrace them. They're going to realize something similar. Hmm? Um, and, um, and let this be the ideal. Mukti, you know. I mean, you want to say bhakti and prem, that's a higher argument, you know, within within mysticism and so forth. It's, that's not going to 
bring people that, uh, to, to, uh, to, to, to fight with one another over, um, uh, like you find in a lower religious um, ideas, that the fighting and the terrorism and so forth, and the terrorism of the Christian crusades and the terrorism of, I don't know if they're equal, I guess, they may be different, of, of the uh, modern Islamic terrorists and so forth, but Hindus have terrorized people, Buddhists have terrorized people too, but, um, but beyond that, on the, on the mystical level, there may be differences, but they don't end in, 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 in fighting physically. Um, so let uh, us admit then, as your friend has, that there are certain things that can't be known by the objective way of knowing. And, and one of them is that I exist, that I am. Hmm? And yoga is a way of knowing. There's a method. Hmm? Not only are the books speaking about a theoretical um, supernatural, they're also giving a discipline for knowing, for experiencing it, a way of experiencing. Hmm? And this first-person subjective experience really is the basis of all knowing. Hmm? Subjective know- of knowing has been given a bad name, but I mean, it's, it's, it's primary, really. Hmm? So, to hone that, for knowing the self and experiencing what the mystics do, um, uh, uh, that arguably is a way of knowing something and something very important, arguably the most important thing that can't be known through um, third-person objective knowing. It's not an object, hmm? the self. Um, so, if we conclude that, then yes, everybody can't go live on the mountain, but everybody can have this as their goal and then it, and it's up to the people on the mound to teach some way in which we can incorporate these ideals into our lives and and practices into our lives that enable us to gradually pursue that without at the same time getting out of balance materially and causing a problem on that side of the equation. Hmm? So to help us get our both feet on the ground materially in the context of some vertical uh, internal uh, growth towards that goal. Hmm? If everybody in the world agreed that this was basically what life is about, hmm? and uh, geez, it would be a much uh, would seem it would be a much kinder world. Many 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 problems would be. So that's part of the problem. I mean, if we, th- it, what is the goal of life? What is the purpose of life? What, what is the, I mean, in, in modern um, Western society, uh, you'd have to look pretty deep, you know, to, and fairly hard to find, find out that there was a goal more than just making money and having a successful sex life. Hmm. There's a guy in America running for president who, who says that he should be elected because he, because obviously he's great because he has a lot of money. And that, that should be <laughs> the proof enough. He's, he, he's a billionaire and what more do you want? Wouldn't you like to be a billionaire? <laughs> okay, I am. I should be elected. I can make you great. Hmm? I'm great. 
By what standards? Hmm? So, so, uh, and then you know the 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 bodily, the promotion of the body and bodily uh, indulgence and so forth is just given such a, such a, it's such a glamorous and important um, th- thing that's being promoted. Um, I gave that quote the other night. That the ears are not beautiful because of, of what earrings they wear, but by what they've heard. What knowledge they has gone in, and, and the hands are not beautiful by the by, by by rings, beautiful, but by, by to what extent they've they've helped others, and, so, you know, and you know, of course, some of these values are there, and people do promote them, but it's 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 not the main focus. It's not what the average kid in school is is getting out of school or from the television. Hmm? It, um, so. So, uh, and, and overall, you know, the goal of, of life is, is also, you know, you could say in a, in a broader sense, to be materially happy, have a good family, and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's through a certain amount of material acquisition, um, you'll be fulfilled, and, and so this is a very different goal, an idea, than the goal of the of the mystic, and you can compare the two goals and see what capacity they have to to fulfill and solve problems. <laughs> if the goal is a is a, is a certain measure of material acquisition, that's a that's a problem as opposed to renunciation. That seems rather problematic comparatively. So, at any rate. I think that there is a, there is some really objective case to be made for subjective knowing and honing the experience that I exist hmm? through meditative techniques. Hmm? Sense, rest- sense um, restraint, and so forth. And of course, if you want to go from there, from the self being transcendent to God, then you have to look at the ananda aspect of the self. It's sad, it's chit, it's ananda. The ananda aspect means it has a capacity to love, and um, obviously its capacity to love is enhanced as much as there is a significant uh, consciousness other they would have to be able to love all selves equally at the same time. Hmm? This is, this is, and this is the idea of God. Consciousness source has the capacity to love all selves equally. Um, so, you know, we go from self, consciousness is supernatural, to and transcendent, to loving within transcendence, hmm. and of course, you know, you you have the also the the problem that although we posit that there is a self that's transcendent, it's not experiencing that it's transcendent right now. So the power of illusion and how that um, says something about our self also, while we are inherently transcendental to material nature, we have the capacity to come under her influence.
And this is the distinction then between ourselves and our source, the spark and the, and the fire. Fire doesn't have that. The sun is not going to come under the influence of the clouds. Anyway, so does that help? I mean, it's a lot there. I, obviously, I mean, you were taking some notes, so I should, you should be able to put that in your own words in much more simple um, uh, further discussion with him. So I think we, you know, we do refer to ancient texts and the fact that, that they are currently in the modern world still viable. The Bhagavad Gita is one of the most profound books and best-selling books in the world. Hmm? The Bible is too. I mean, it's different. It's very different from the Bhagavad Gita. It's not about the nature of being, but it has some really nice things in it. Hmm? But how you should think about others and how you should conduct yourself in the, in the world. I mean, it's just, that's very, very, some very powerful ideas in there and coming from people who have these types of convictions. Hmm? What kind of people these sacred texts say we, we should be? Goodness. The materialistic worldview is, is not telling us that. <laughs> that's for sure. Everybody wants their kids to be saintly relative to their idea of saintly to be good to be the, be the best people and better than themselves and so forth so so there yeah there's there are texts and yes. They, some, somebody's behind the pen and, uh, and they're extraordinary persons and they're walking the talk and uh, not only do they teach about something but they also teach about how to experience it yourself. And that is alive and well in the world today. You cannot just relegate the uh, tradition of yoga to, to, to the past. It's very prominent in the world today. Obviously, it's been tweaked in Western entrepreneurialism has, you know, bitten into it and, and whatnot, and, but um, um, and maybe misrepresented it, its core ideas and so forth to some extent. But but to some extent, it's still alive and well, and uh, as to its core ideas, most of the people who teach or I'd say a good number of them, are themselves more plugged into the philosophy of yoga, basic philosophy, uh, and the spiritual ideal than the people that they get to come to come to the classes for improving their sex life or whatever else. You know, any reason people come for, for yoga, it can be very... Yoga for old people who, you know, is yoga for kids and there's yoga for this and that and the other thing. And it, it, it is good for a lot of things. But most of the people teaching themselves are more plugged into what it's about and they kind of would like to share that with the, 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 uh, the students that they teach and so forth. And they try to add a little in as much as they can. And, and 
that's my experience. People get to open a yoga studio and so on and so forth, and, and uh, they're a little more tuned in to what it's about. So it is alive in the world, and well, it's not just some old ancient um, tradition. In the study and of consciousness, there's nowhere that the scientific community has turned to outside of itself more than to to the East, to Hinduism, to Buddhism, primarily. And some people have dropped out, you know, of the uh, and entered, entered from the scientific community, entered into that, um, embraced that way of knowing and, pers- and pursued. So it has modern converts. It's it's alive in the world today as much uh, as 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 I don't know as as as, as ever. That um, in, in the old world, if you will, was 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 dominated by this. This kind of idea, hmm? an afterlife, a there's more to life than what meets the eye and the, and the mind and so forth. Now, with material accomplishments, as I said earlier, you know that's got momentum and so forth. Um, but spiritual ideas and spiritual-minded people, in the way we're talking about them. Hmm? Um, in identifying with mystical traditions are alive and well despite them here in you know in the western world in the capital of uh, materialism the western uh, ways of knowing and so forth and is that good yeah What's the time? 7.30? Mm-hmm. And there's some very well-thought and powerful people who are writing about it today and, and, and from different traditions. Mm-hmm. Very well-educated people and so forth. These ideas are not just some old ideas that should be retired. Mm-hmm. It's not a superstition that there's an atma, that you are, that you exist. Sri Krishna Balaram Jai Jai Sri Guru Vishnu Guru Parampara Jai Gaur Bhakta Bhajan Jai Gaur Premanand